If you've ever struggled with dieting and thought there's got to be a better way, then this is the show for you. Welcome to Intuitive Eating for Christian Women. I'm your co-host, Erin Todd. I'm a writer and an intuitive eater. And I'm your co-host, Charlie Castle, registered dietitian and exercise physiologist. We're here to help you discover whole health for your mind, body, and soul. That's right. Our goal is to embody scripture, ditch dieting, and live on purpose. Woo! Woo! Yes, girl. Before we get started, let me give a quick disclaimer. Uh, This program is for informational and educational purposes only. It's not a substitute for your individual medical or mental health advice. What we're here to do is introduce you to the principles of intuitive eating and help you to see how those principles align with scripture. So you can start improving your relationship with food, your body, and with God and cast out dieting for good. Yes. So in this episode, we are going to focus on diet culture. What is diet culture? Because I'm sure it's something that we are going to chat about a lot in these conversations. And so it will be good for us all to have a good understanding of what are we even talking about. So why don't we get started, Erin, by you kind of telling us like when your your first encounter with diet culture, what did that look like? Well, I'm sorry to say that it was a very, very long time ago. And, um, you know, dieting started popping up for me before puberty even. So um, I think I must have been maybe fifth grade, sixth grade ish. And those middle school years are (laughs) rough for everybody. But, um, you know, starting to notice that my body didn't look like the other girls in the class and reading YM magazine (laughs) was not a good combination. And, um, you know, I think I started wanting to be thinner at that early age and there was everything around me, uh, showing me that was the way to go. TV, movies, um, and I think that's what makes it so cultural about diet culture. It's not just in the kitchen or what's on your plate. It's it's everywhere you go. It's at school. It's in your media. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think puberty and middle school was the the stew pot (laughs) for diet culture coming to a head and and coming out and me starting to experiment with dieting. How about you? Um, I think I, when I was really young, when I like elementary, middle school, I mean, even, even through high school, even now, but I definitely always had thin privilege and I didn't really, I, I didn't really think about my body size or any of those things. My parents were very, always telling me that I was beautiful and all of those things, which that taught me that that's what was important, um, which wasn't the greatest thing. But when I went into high school, I, my family went through a lot and I started experiencing like food insecurity and I could no longer play sports because I had to have a job and things like that. And I started like eating for emotions, eating to cope and things like that. And so my body really started changing. Um, and when I think about like, when's the very first time that diet culture really hit me and I really thought 
something was wrong with my body. I think I was 16 when it, and I was dating this guy and one of his friends that was a girl didn't realize I was there like listening in the other room. And she said, I'm so surprised you're into someone that has such big thighs. And I remember like being like, Oh, what? Like I have big thighs and that's a problem. Um, and so that was the first time that it really hit me like, Oh, this is not okay. And other people are noticing that it's not okay. Like I thought before I was just kind of uncomfortable in my body, but that was like affirmation of like, yes, your body is wrong. You're not going to believe this, but I have a thigh story too. Ah. Um, do you remember that game heads up seven up? Yes. So we were playing that in a class while a teacher was in the bathroom or something. And I was, you know, creeping up to put somebody's thumb down and they, I don't remember the rules of the game exactly, but they knew it was me and they knew it was me because they heard me walking because of my thighs uh. it in front of the whole class. So mm -hmm. thighs have been a problem <laughs> for decades now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so all these experiences are all born out of diet culture, these beliefs that we all carry around. Um, so let's break that down a little bit. Um, so I always share Christy Harrison's definition of what diet culture is because it's fabulous and why reinvent the will. Yes. Um, so Christy Harrison says that diet culture is a system of beliefs that worships thinness and links it to health and moral virtue. And then I'm going to talk about what this means for us in a minute. So it's also a system of beliefs that promotes weight loss as a means of attaining a higher status, as a means of attaining worthiness or righteousness or value. And it's a system of beliefs that demonizes ways of eating and elevates other ways of eating. Do you have anything else to add to that system of beliefs? I think... Um... No, that's, that's a really comprehensive definition and, and one that's helped me to get it. I just like to think of it as individual little lies that I believe, because mm -hmm. when you take it one lie at a time, it's a lot easier to dismantle it with, with truth. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really love to break it down in your identity if you subscribe to diet culture versus your identity in Christ. Yes. So if you're subscribing to the diet culture system of beliefs, um, you believe that you're irreparably broken because you don't look like the impossibly thin ideal. You feel compelled to spend a massive amount of time and money and effort and energy on changing your body because that's how you can earn health and earn virtue and earn worthiness. Mm -hmm. And you're forced to be all consumed, hypervigilant about all of your eating choices because your eating choices determine whether you're a good or bad person. Um, and, and what all of this does is distract us from our purpose and our power. Yes. I think that, that for me um, is the, the worst part of it. And that's why her uh, personification of diet culture as the life thief really resonated for me and made me realize how it's spiritual warfare. 
I mean, I, I've said diet culture from the devil, kind of like jokingly, but no, <laughs> it really is. Yeah, no joke. I always say, like, I really like the the enemy has is using diet culture to just keep women running on treadmills, trying literally, literally <laughs> like not getting anywhere, trying to shrink their body so that they're not answering the call that God has on their lives so that they're not making a difference for the kingdom because they're so distracted with trying to shrink their bodies, trying to take up less space. Yeah. What's that, uh, who, that really great, great quote. That's like, if the devil can't tempt you, he will keep you busy. He will distract you. So if yeah. you're not falling into, you know, quote unquote, bad sins, like the really bad ones, let me just get you with something that seems like it's good you're, you just want to be healthy. You, you know? Yes. And that's deception. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, and that's that deception. That's what's really interesting too about diet culture is it really morphs um, into whatever it needs to be to get you in. Right. So um, instead now, instead of selling it as you, you need to shrink your body to be thin and pretty and beautiful diet culture, like has morphed and changed to, you need to shrink your body to be healthy and to love yourself. And to, so it really disguises itself as this healthy, positive, good thing. Yeah. Yeah. That ties in with the, um, the component of the definition that's saying being healthy is, is the right thing to do. It's a moral obligation for you to try and be healthy. And that's just another way to get the people that aren't wanting to do it necessarily for physical appearance. It's like, let me get these other people too. To be right, you need to be healthy. To be, um, you know, to have moral value. Uh, good people are healthy. Like people mm-hmm. that are not trying to be healthy are lazy and bad. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Well, and along with that is like saying that health is only for people that are pursuing fitness or pursuing weight loss or pursuing a certain way of eating. It's the, it's a very narrow view of health and it's often things that aren't actual health. Yes. So if we look at actual health, it includes, it's holistic. It includes our spiritual health, our mental health, our social health, where we live, social environmental and our physical bodies. It's all of these things, but diet culture is like just focused on that physical health thing. And on top of that, it's all misguided. Yeah. So when we look at the research, we actually see that number one, you can't lose weight and keep it off. Like 95 to 97% of people can't do that. And we also see that you don't need to, to be healthy. People, people's blood sugars and blood pressures and like all of these markers of health increase, like get better with just taking on healthy habits, like moving their bodies a little bit more, like accepting themselves, eating intuitively. We see improvements in health markers, but diet culture is like seeped into every area of our lives and says, Oh no, you have to lose weight. To yeah. Be- yeah, completely. And that's the health marker. Um, and like the other indications of health, uh, was where I saw the big, um, 
change in my body after giving up dieting. Okay. I was stressing myself out and running my body into the ground, trying to diet and do this program perfectly and do all these workouts perfectly. And it was just this huge stress. And what was making me sick was the stress. And I'm like, you know, I'm sick. I need to fix my body. You know, it's not functioning right. It's like, no, it's like this little hamster wheel, like the treadmill you were talking about of the stress it was causing to try and live up to that. Yes. To live up to the ideal that is, you know, it's, it's the finish line that keeps moving. You never, you never get there. You can't get there. That's the point. Yeah. Well, it's it's all, yeah. And it's all rooted in fat phobia, right? Right. Like being fat, being in a larger body is the worst possible thing. And so if you're, if you are fat or you're in a larger body, you're stigmatized and there's all these problems with that. And if you're in a smaller body or you don't necessarily have fat or, you know, not as much fat or whatever, then you live your life in fear of becoming fat. That's right. That's what diet culture does. And and that that shows, that's another example of, of how it is spiritual warfare. It's all rooted in fear. Absolutely. If you're not scared, then you're not buying into it. And if you, you know, it's designed to keep you living in fear of of weight gain or staying fat or whatever it is. Like the the phobia, I love the expression fat phobia because diet culture would just have you gloss over that and think, you know, oh, just fat's bad. Everybody knows that and takes it for granted. It's like, no, it has risen to the level of phobia in this culture and people are uh, losing their minds trying to avoid it. Yeah. And, and it makes sense if you think about growing up in America, like the messages that we see, that we hear and see why we would all be so afraid of that. I mean, there's literally a war on obesity. So there is a war on people's bodies or the fact that we even use the term obesity, like it's a disease just for to, it's somebody's body shape. This episode of intuitive eating for Christian women is brought to you by our free private Facebook community just for podcast listeners. If you're enjoying the content that we've been sharing here, you're going to love this community. It's just for you podcast listeners to connect with each other and support one another. We are in this together, ladies. So come join the Anti-Diet Sisterhood group over on Facebook. Just head to Facebook and search Intuitive Eating for Christian Women or type in the facebook.com slash groups slash Intuitive Eating for Christian Women and you will find us. And there you can request to join the group with your name and your email. Our prayer for this private community is that it's that safe space and that extra layer of support that you need to really take this podcast content and begin to apply it and walk it out in your own life. So come join the conversation over on Facebook. But for now, back to the episode. Diet culture is like in research. It's in health. It's in all of these places that when I'm first describing diet culture to someone or I'm trying to describe intuitive eating or health at every size to someone, it's like when I talk about biblically, this doesn't make sense to me because this system of beliefs does not line up with scripture. The identity that diet culture sells you, all of this stuff does not line up with scripture. So this doesn't make sense to me. 
and I might be able to get people there with me, but then they say, but what about my health? My doctor tells me I need to lose weight. The school sends home letters about my BMI. Well, you know, all of these things that like, obviously I need to lose weight and I'm going to be unhealthy and die if I don't, because that's what all this stuff says. And that's when we got to really break down health at every size and show that no, actually there's no research that shows any of that. Like doctors and all this stuff talks about all of that stuff, but it's all rooted in this fat phobia. It's like uh, everyone just assumed that it's all caused by having fat, being fat, being overweight, whatever that is instead of actually seeing the research yeah. that causes these things. Well, you got to remember doctors are people too. They oh, absolutely. Live, they live in this culture and they have bodies and they are suffering the same way their patients are. And they have weight bias that they are bringing to, um, to the, to the bedside. You know, I, you can't help it. You're, you're, you're human. Oh, girl, I went to school for nutrition and exercise. You know all about it. Absolutely <laughs> fatphobic and thought I knew everything about helping people lose weight and get their lives back and love themselves and get healthy. And um, so I, I definitely don't talk about that to shame anyone. I talk about it to say, like, this is deep. Like, diet culture is deep. And it's in every aspect of our lives and it's in there. And when you become aware of it, you're now responsible for it. It's Ooh, like, kind of, like ignorance is bliss, right? But once you're aware, oh, this is a thing. And what the research shows that fat doesn't cause these things. Like if you're a, a healthcare professional or anyone, in my opinion, like you're not responsible for like learning about that and, and acting on it. I totally agree. And I, I have two doctors that I see and neither of them knew what intuitive eating was. And when my health improved, they asked me what I was doing and I told them. So it's like, let me yeah. introduce this foreign concept to Western medicine because, um, it, it could use it, which is crazy too, because, you know, intuitive eating as, as a book, as a piece of medical or so research has been around since the nineties. Yeah. Uh, I think it was written in 1995 and, and uh, it's not brand new. And yet, um, you know, that's a little, little sproutling yeah. in terms of what it's got to go against the, the overgrown meadow <laughs> of diet yeah. culture everywhere. And it's, got to fight for the light there. Well, and it's, it's hard sometimes. I mean, it's definitely hard to say, Oh, like I spent all this time in medical school or dietetics or whatever studying and learned all of this stuff. And now like, Whoa, a lot of that isn't true. Or it takes a lot of mental effort. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of unlearning and relearning and that can be daunting. Yeah, you, definitely, but you, definitely unlearning. Yeah, process, and that's why even not as not even as a healthcare professional, as a person, there is a ton of unlearning and relearning. Yeah, I totally agree. That was my experience too. 
Yeah. Yeah, because diet culture is what you grow up in. It's what you know. Uh, you know, it's like the air you breathe, the water you swim in, it's everywhere. And you really have to bring a lot of mindfulness and awareness to bear to get out of that. Otherwise, it's like a drift and it just pulls you back in. Um, you have to <laughs> you have to make an effort to uh, circumvent it. Yeah, absolutely. So if we're saying that diet culture, so well, I always talk about like diet culture is the wisdom of this world. Mm, right? yeah. It's worldly wisdom. Um, it's not serving us. It's not truth. So if we're saying that diet culture is this system of beliefs that the enemy has created to keep us believing these lies and running on treadmills, then what is the truth? The truth is you don't have to earn love. God gives it freely. That's grace. The truth is you are inherently worthy yes. as a child of God. You don't need to earn your worthiness. You're not trying to become good enough. God says you already are. So, um, I think those are the, the two ones that had the, the, the biggest impact on, on my heart and soul and unlearning diet culture and doing the damage of that. It's, it's healing work and you have to see yourself in a totally new way. And if you've always hustled for worthiness to just let go of that, it's challenging, but I think that's, that's the truth. You can let go of it. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that really helped me, the truth that, that I always go back to and cling to that helps me as well is that I am in this world, but I am not of this world. Amen. So like, I don't have to serve diet culture. That's, you know, that's not my purpose. That's not like, I'm not trying to, I don't need to try and please the people here. That's not something that God is asking of me to change my body. Um, he's, you know, I know the things that he's asking of me and I know, you know, what walking with him looks like for me and those things. And so for me, a lot of the time, cause I know, I know that I am worthy with God. I know he loves me. I, I know all of those things. And I, and in the beginning of this, I would say, yeah, that's all great. And I love all of that. But there's all these other people, then they're not God and they don't see me like God sees me. And how do I get them to like me? Or how do I, you know, so for me, it was like breaking down. Oh, guess what? They don't have to like me or it's not my problem whether they like me or not. Like God will take care of that. So it was always really important for me to come back to I'm, I'm serving the one true God and I'm living for life eternal with him, not for what's on this earth. So even on the days that I think, oh man, I'm really not loving my body or I wish I looked differently in these shorts or whatever, because that stuff all happens. The thing that really helps me get through it usually is this is pretty irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Yeah. That eternal perspective. <laughs> yeah. It changes your view. Yeah. Massively. Okay. Have we covered diet culture? Do we get it? Do we no, I think so. All right. If, if anybody has diet culture questions, 
let us know. Oh, should I do the little lies recap just to summarize what we've said? Yes, absolutely. So what are the lies of diet culture? So we certainly covered how, um, you know, one of the main lies of diet culture is um, health is a moral obligation. Mm -hmm. And the lie that thin is health. There's mm -hmm. so much more to health than thin. Thin does not equal health. And for that matter, lie number three, thin does not equal happy. Yes. I don't, I, I don't know. We kind of we kind of covered that. Yeah. That's a big one. You know, selling you a diet program because you're going to be happy after you diet. If, if you lose those 15 pounds, then you will be happy. That's that's that core lie. Um, and that goes back into what we said earlier about needing to change uh, to believe you're good enough. And yeah. how that does not line up with with worthiness in, in Christ. No. Let's see. What was the other one? Oh, that there's good food and bad food. That's right. Yes. That's, you know, demonizing certain types of food. I would say food du jour being demonized. Um, certainly around where I live is carbs. <laughs> yeah. But also, you know, any any type of food uh, that is, is, quote, bad or, quote, good is a label that has been uh, manufactured. It's not true. Yeah. Food yeah. is not good or bad. All food fits. Yeah. It's all morally equal. Yeah. You are so not a better person because you're eating X and you're not a worse person because you're eating Y. That is complete diet culture lie. And um, that one takes some convincing, yeah. <laughs> but it's so true. I, I struggled with that for a while since I was... Um, formerly a, you know, cut out multiple food groups at once type of person and uh, such crap. <laughs> yeah, it is such crap. And it, there's grace for all of that because <laughs> I was definitely one of those people too. I, I cringe at the thought of some of the things I said to people around food, like, oh my gosh, that is so bad for you or that is so bad. Um, oh, so many, I have made so many apologies of, I didn't know, and now I've seen the light and let me take you with me. I'm so sorry. I told you those things. Yes. Yes. Diet culture promotes such judgment yes. of, of ourselves, of our choices, of other people's choices. Like, I mean, why anybody would be looking at what somebody else is eating and casting judgment on them? Like, that's just, that's evil. <laughs> yes, and so we'll see how, like, that's such a perfect example of how the enemy uses it to keep us focused on the things that we don't need to be focused on. Totally. Such a distraction. Such a distraction. Lies, um, deception, and distraction. Lies, deception, and distraction. We want out. We're ditching diet culture, folks. Yes, we are. Yeah. Had enough. <laughs> we have had enough. Two decades is too much. <laughs> yes. All right, lady, do you want to pray for us all in getting rid of diet culture and saying no? Yes, I would love to. Thank you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to come together and create a community for women who need your healing. 
for women who need to be reminded of your love and your grace and the worth that you've given us in your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we ask that this program be something that blesses women Mm -hmm. in their healing journeys in the way that you've blessed each one of us. And may letting go of diet help us to grab hold of you and show others your love. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. To get the show notes for today's episode, including any of the links we mentioned, just head over to intuitiveeatingforchristianwomen.com slash episodes and click on episode one, What is Diet Culture? That's intuitiveeatingforchristianwomen.com slash episodes. And while you're on the website, we want you to check out our new podcast workbook. This is a printable ebook that will help you go deeper with what you're learning in each episode. It's perfect for you journalers and note takers. Hello, note takers right here. (laughs) The workbook includes summaries and key points of the episode so you can follow along and take your own notes. And it also includes bonus reflection questions and journaling exercises to help you get the most out of listening. Y'all, this podcast is free and the workbook is only $7, so you're going to want to take advantage of this resource. You can find it at intuitiveeatingforchristianwomen.com slash shop. That's intuitiveeatingforchristianwomen.com slash shop. This podcast was produced by Oh Shoot Productions and made possible by the grace of God and the support of women like you. Thank you for being a part of the Intuitive Eating for Christian Women community. We'll see you in the next episode.